fellow nerds, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Health Nerd Podcast, where every week we bring you fascinating conversations with the movers, shakers, and innovators in food, health, agriculture, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Teresa Sam Houghton, Chief Nerd at the Modern Health Nerd. Today, I'm joined by someone who's become somewhat of a sensation on LinkedIn, Mark Samuel. Mark is the founder and CEO of I1 Organics. They're a health and wellness company, and they are making healthy, flavorful snacks from plant-based proteins. Their goal is not only to give us something savory and healthy to snack on, but also to ensure that we're happy while we're doing it. Mark has a fantastic and upbeat personality and a unique outlook both on business and life. I'm thrilled to be able to share our conversation with you and encourage you to really take the time and listen to the whole thing because, let's face it, there's been a lot of negativity lately and Mark just oozes positivity. He wants everybody to really follow their passion and create something that's going to not only help other people, but also something that they can feel good about doing forever. This is a conversation that's really worth a listen. And if you like it, please give a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. Really appreciate it. Now, Mark Samuel. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. It's really great to have you joining me today. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. So why don't you introduce yourself and let people know about what you're doing with I1 Organics and how things have been going. I've been seeing some updates and some some interesting news. So how's all that going and what are you up to? Sure. Uh, I1 Organics. Um, I'm a founder, Mark Samuel. Uh, we make plant-based snacks, uh, puffs and sticks that are made from peas, beans, and brown rice. And they make up a balanced nutritional profile uh, with proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, which is uh, the core foundation of our brand and um, where we're going to take it as far as balanced nutrition being the core principle. I really like that because, I mean, I was looking at your, your website again earlier and checking out your story and your kind of your vision and mission. And I have to agree that way too many snacks out there, you read the back of it and there's no nutrition. There's really not. It's like you eat it and you feel happy maybe that your taste buds got a zing, but then afterwards you're you can feel like the nutrition, neg the negative result, you get a negative net result. So how are, how are your products different in terms of the balance compared to say like a, a veggie stick or just something we would grab off the shelf and maybe consider healthy, but is more, has more of a health halo. Our main ingredients, the base ingredients is peas. So that's going to have higher protein and fiber um, out the gate. And um, and then as far as um, as far as the other couple ingredients like brown rice uh, and or navy beans, um, and then we include um, a little bit of an isolate either from a pea protein um, or from brown rice protein. So we bring up the protein um, compared to anything else that's really in the in the salty snack category. So that's number one, along with the fiber, of course, that's going to be higher than other uh, other salty snacks. As far as the veggie sticks and, and things like that, oftentimes people don't understand, they're not necessarily made uh, from vegetables. Um, you'd have to read the back of, of a lot of those bags to understand that there might be an, a vegetable ingredient or two in it, uh, but oftentimes the base and or the main ingredients are, you know, either corn or, um, or rice or, or something to 
um, to create the, the, the better taste uh, that consumers are looking for. So you got to you got to kind of watch out for for stuff like that. So actual food versus a carrier for the food. What really got you interested in doing this and taking this balanced approach and taking the plant-based approach? Because a lot of products in the snack category are basically, I hate to say it, lowest common denominator, a bunch of cheap stuff stuffed in a package that sells well. So what got you turned on to doing something differently? Yeah, well, I'm just a big believer in in balanced nutrition as far as profiles in, in, in your foods, dense foods that you should be eating throughout the day along with snacks. Um, the 85-15 rule um, has always applied to the way that I eat. Uh, and I'm a believer in it for all consumers, for all people, as far as having a healthy relationship with food, understanding what proteins and fats and carbohydrates do from us. Um, you know, at a young age, I mean, my kids, I sort of, t- we talk about it openly um, in the house. Um, and so that when you get later, you know, into your years, um, you don't need to adjust your eating habits. You don't need to gravitate towards what I would call diets or fad diets that come and go uh, and or create uh, what I would commonly just just uh, say is an unhealthy relationship with food. I mean, today we openly talk about not having carbohydrates or low carbohydrates. I'm just not a fan of that. Um, we, we're doing that as, as a correction mechanism, but it's a correction mechanism because we just, a majority of us specifically here um, domestically, we just don't have a really core a uh, great relationship with food and understanding what it does for our body. I have to agree with you there. And I saw that a lot when I used to do health coaching and just have some, had some own experiences in my life where you, you get the wrong information. And I feel like a lot of consumers are getting the wrong information. So you're getting out there with something that people can see that has high visibility and that is going to help people kind of level up some of what they're doing in terms of what they're putting in their bodies how are you doing with with distribution and visibility? It looks like things are are really rolling along for you guys. Yeah, we're doing really well. Um, and you know, p- post or you know, I guess we could say that we're still in this COVID um, era. We've been able to navigate through some of that again for emerging brands. It, it hasn't been helpful as far as uh, foot traffic being in retail has has of course um, been affected. Um, and that uh, affects uh, brands that want trial um, and what we would you know, call uh, consumers sort of uh, looking and feeling and touching newer products. And they can't really do that if, if they're not physically walking in the store, if they're using digital um, opportunities like an Instacart instead. So there's been effects of that, but we've been able to be in, you know, uh, in our retail launches and having some success there, Kroger, Safeway, Sprouts, um, Whole Foods, uh, we're launching our second region of Whole Foods. Uh, and then, of course, our digital play has been uh, growing and, and we're, you know, we're blessed to have that. So Amazon's a, a big growth um, area for us. And then our, our own website is something that we had been focused on and that we're kind of executing on now and seeing some tremendous growth there. And then, of course, um, Thrive uh, was a great partnership that we just launched a couple months ago and we're seeing success there. That's really great to hear. And especially because I have to say, I have a lot of friends who are looking for ways to make the healthier swaps and they're really busy. They don't have a lot of time to delve too far into complicated things yet. And your brand is offering something that is accessible to a wide a wide audience. So could you tell, tell us a little bit more about 
really the genesis of all this? What is the I1 story? And I'd really like to also hear a little bit about the I1 philosophy because one of the things I love about you, and I'm glad that you're here on the podcast, is you are somebody who is always encouraging. Uh, if you're listening, if you do not follow Mark Samuel on LinkedIn and on social media, you really should because if you need a smile, this guy's got it for you. Like every like every day, he's got something encouraging. So what's the I1 story and the I1 philosophy? Yeah, well, I1 stands for I'm winning on nutrition. Um, and it really just was a from, from day one, I wanted it to be just a positive uh, platform that that went uh, above food. I mean, it's really a health and wellness platform. And I'm open about the idea of not just physical health, but mental health. Um, you know, I, I deal with mental health um, issues and have for, for many, many years. Um, and I just know what health and, and what I, I sort of am putting fitness in its, in its realm is can do for you. Um, and I know what the, the spirit of, of positivity uh, and and sort of leaning into that can do for you as well. So the health and wellness platform that we're building is really built off of all of those feel good sort of mechanisms. And um, it just so happens, yes, we are a food company. Currently, we we offer a couple uh, options as far as healthy snacking, and we're going to continue to grow that platform. But I want people to be encouraged to be able to come over to our brand and find things that are that are uh, above and beyond just just things that we put in our body. It's really about the things that we can we can do as far as moving and acting um, in a physical way that's going to help us as well. So you're a bit of a fitness buff yourself? I would say that I'm a fitness buff. I'm in the gym or what we call the garage gym now. Um, really lately, actually, this year has been probably close to seven days a week. Um, I'm, I'm a, usually an advocate of four days on and then you, a rest day, but um, I've, I've integrated more of like an active rest day. So I'll still get a, a mile or two run in. And that again, though, is because there's been so many more stressors involved with this year. I have two young kids. Um, there's a lot of, of, of things happening and you've got to be really um, aware, self-aware of what's, what's going on with yourself physically and mentally. And for me, I just know if, I, if I'm not moving uh, and getting that movement in in the morning to set my day, it, it affects me in, in ways that don't help me be better at, at, at everything that I need to do throughout the day, uh, including being a, being a dad. I feel the same way. Honestly, I am the kind of person who I'm six days a week and then I have my rest day and I need that movement too. I'm, I'm the, I don't do afternoon coffee. I do afternoon walk. So I hear you there definitely. So how would you describe that your, your brand and your work and this whole wellness platform that you're putting together is contributing to making not only our food landscape better, but it sounds almost like the mindset around health and wellness better because there's so much focus on health and wellness now at the same time, there's still so much misinformation. How are you making it all all better and injecting that positivity? I think that people talk about white space in the food or beverage arena. You know, there's oh, there's voids, and I think that there's white space in just uh, a feel good um, platform. You know, where people can come to it and and recognize the you know what I'd often say is just the honesty and transparency of 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 a founder and its team and, and what the platform is actually being built on. Um, you know, the kinds of the world, you know, they're, they're a success story because the, the purpose is real. The founder had an amazing, you know, opportunity to showcase what, what he wanted to put out into the universe. And they've, they've shown that it, it can be successful, you know, over this last 15 plus years, 
of creating an amazing brand. And there's a few, there's others, of course, that come to mind when I think about the same, but um, in food and beverage, it's often a product, you know, it's like, ah, I'm, I've developed a product and it's because people are asking for this today. And, um, you know, there's nothing behind it. There's no, there's no real passion. Uh, it, it, again, and this is, this is not for, for everybody. This is just something just in generality that um, allows me to really lean into what it is that that I wanted to do with I one and 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 finding my why and how it kind of just all connected after you know what's going to come be coming to my twenty my twenty year career here finding a, a real purpose and something that I know um, I can feel good about each day and if, if I have to do this you know for the rest of my life I'm totally down for that I, I think I you know God willing I'd be happy to do that. So you believe in, in putting the passion and like you said, the why behind it instead of just seeing and filling a void with dollar signs dancing in front of your eyes, basically. Yeah, you can't have dollar signs. First off, there is no dollar signs dancing in your eyes. This is a <laughs> this is an expensive business with you know already and um and it's a tough business, uh with, with that said. So um, to get through the tough days, you you have to be sitting on a, 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 the most valuable asset, which is your why. Uh, again, that's my take on all of this. And um, and if you don't have that, it's going to be very hard to get through all the obstacles that come your way. Money being just one, that's just one massive obstacle that you're required to have capital to grow at a scaling, you know, a scaling business, one that wants to really, you know, move. Um, and so... That's just, yeah, that, I, I'm just a big, big believer in that. Now, you have a few other platforms that you've been using to showcase some emerging brands and some other companies. What got you interested in starting that? I know some of it started when COVID really exploded. Did you get the ideas for that then? Was it something you were already thinking about? And how really are you using these platforms to help other people communicate their why and their passion? Um, the the Let's Eat program, I think we're having, we're on like close to 70 episodes, uh, which is amazing. It's been really fun. Was started because I couldn't get on a lot of these podcasts or um, Zoom interviews and the like in food and beverage because we're, we're small, we're emerging. And I totally understand that and respect that. And so I said, oh, I'll just do one myself and I'll invite um, other smaller emerging brands. Sometimes we have some, you know, pretty you know, well-known brands, but I just think it's a really cool platform to just be rapping back and forth with a founder for 15 minutes. Um, it provides value because a lot of the questions and answers, you know, are, are put out there for other founders, you know, who might be starting or thinking about starting, or maybe they're already five years in. Um, that, that's the main thing. And again, everything does have to go back to a value add. So there needs to be pieces within it that somebody's going to take and say, you know what, I learned something from that. And, um, we're going to continue to do it. We're having fun with it. And it is a really fun show. I'm going to drop a link to it in the show notes. That's Let's Eat with Mark Samuel. It's, it's a great program too for not only founders, but anybody who's interested in seeing what's going on with these emerging brands and hearing their stories and seeing where you know their needs are and, and learning more about how the space is growing. So how have you seen the space been growing before COVID, during COVID? How, how have you seen the kind of the CPG space and I would say like the healthy snack space in general 
changing in recent times? Yeah, I think that um, there's been a lot of better for you brands and products, you know, for the last, I mean, you know, five, 10 years. I mean, so we're, we're getting, we're getting better. There's, there's definitely more options out there. And I'm a, I'm a super fan of that. You know, again, I talk openly, if people aren't eating I1, I'm fine with that. I just want people to eat healthy. You know, I want them to understand, you know, what real dense foods do for you. You know, why can you have pasta? Why can you have a burger? Why could you have a half a pint of ice cream? But at the same time, why you should focus on balanced foods, vegetables and, and lean proteins, whether, you know, if you're vegan, you've got new vegan options, but, um, you know, if you're into meat and steaks and chicken and fish, um, along with healthy carbohydrates, you know, complex carbohydrates are good for you. They're fuel. You know, we've been eating like that for, forever and we will eat like that forever. Um, so long you understand how much to eat and why you're eating it and what it does to your body. And then I, I morph into the sort, you know, the old indulgent side, like have a piece of pizza. I have pizza all the time. I just don't eat the whole pizza. When it becomes a lifestyle, your whole life changes. You're not going to sit at a restaurant ever and be wondering, I can't eat that. I can't eat this. I can't. Never happens. And that is where the confusion lies. And that's where the disruption as far as um, the path that many of us can take as far as just having a healthy relationship with food and never, ever, ever having to get on any sort of diet or, or new fad situation happening as far as trying to correct something um, that we, we found ourselves in. I can hear you completely on that because that's been a soapbox for me. And I think it was a soapbox for me when I was a health coach is getting people to have that healthy relationship with food. And when they're making changes to not be overwhelmed and to be able to to enjoy what they're eating. I think that that is so important. And it's a message that I don't see a lot of CPG brands putting out there. I see almost the exact opposite. So what's your response when people come to something like your brand or another brand and they're like, they pull out something about one of these fad diets, the high protein or the keto, and they are maybe confused or scared or maybe they are kind of outright indignant. I've seen that too. It's like, how come you don't have this option? Or are, how do you respond to that? We, we don't, They're, that's not our customer. And I'm totally cool with that. I mean, you can imagine somebody who's really passionate like I am about what we do and why we do it. I hear comments or will read a comment like, there's too many carbs in this. And on a one ounce, you know, one ounce offering, we're talking about something like 11 grams of carbs, net carbs. That's nothing. That, that is literally nothing. And it, it affects me because I'm emotional about why they're saying that and what they're reading and why they're reading. And it's fueled by just millions and millions of dollars in marketing spends, right? That's the only thing I, that kind of just gets me riled up because I'm passionate about what we do and why. But there's no response because... That's just not our customer. And I'm not going to try to convince somebody. We've got an opportunity to have millions and millions of customers because there are millions and millions of people who already subscribe to what I talk about. And they nod in affirmation all the time to me. Yes, I totally get it. Yes, that's how I eat. Sometimes they'll say, I wish I could do more of it. That part I respect and I understand. See, I respect everybody's opinion. But the reality is we have a platform. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And there's a customer out there for us. And they will find us if they haven't already. And they will either totally get it or they won't. 
And if they don't, I totally understand and I respect that. The piggyback on that is you can imagine I'll get buyers who will say, it's legitimately say, can you do a keto version? My answer is no. Not even think it. I don't need to think about it. Yeah, but we could, uh, there's a huge, we could order. But I don't care if you gave me a million dollar purchase order. I'll never do it ever because I don't believe in that. And that makes building a company like ours a lot easier uh, because there's no distraction and there's no confusion about what you're doing and why. I think that's great. And it's funny that you say it's a lot easier because I, I would imagine there are some people who would listen to, to something like that and would say, well, wouldn't it make it harder? But you're making it very clear that because you have a passion, because you have that why behind it, you don't get distracted. And I think that's probably a good lead into what do you feel should be kind of the next focus area as we move into what is really being called the future of food? Like you mentioned, there's more plant proteins going on. There's more good, there's more better for you and even outright good for you snacking going on. Where do you think that the overall focus for brands and product developers should be as we go forward? Everybody's going to do their own thing anyway. I mean, if people could see what I see sometimes. I was just in a, a 7-Eleven uh, opportunity and there was emerging brands and I hadn't heard, there was like 150 brands. I hadn't heard of 130 of them. My opinion doesn't really matter um, because I, I'm a fan of people doing something and, and creating something that they're passionate about. If it doesn't fall within my lifestyle, that's great. I mean, what, whatever, right? My situation is not the end all. It's just my situation. This is what we want to do. This is why. And we just, we just stay there. So I, I hope that there's more offerings, better offerings, organic offerings. Uh, people dial in more to, into this real food, sustainable opportunities, you know, with legumes and things like that. That'd be great. I mean, you know, I don't want people to compete necessarily, more, more people to compete with us in our vein, but whatever, it is what it is. We're, we're all going to do our own thing and make our own choices either way, and so, so be it. So it sounds like the focus for the future of food, in your opinion, should be passion. Always. Passion it doesn't people. even have to be food. We could be talking about opening up a new gym concept. We could be talking about a new apparel line, you know, a, a services opportunity. You're a consultant. You have an agency. You're a recruiter. You're... Everything you do uh, should have emphasis on it. And I hope people can find that because we often don't. I mean, I've been there many, many times where I've just found myself, you know, in, in my own startups and, and getting towards a point where I'm just don't have that thing. Um, and the only way to know that is is being being in it. So how are you getting the message out there? I know you have your social platforms, you have Let's Eat, you have this passion, you have this desire for people to develop a healthy relationship with food, which I think is fantastic. How are you getting the whole messaging out there? And what has the response really been in terms of not only growth for your brand, but growth for that whole platform and community that you want to be building around nutrition and health? The the, the personal brand stuff like on LinkedIn is great. Um, that's been growing and I, I have so many great people that I'm interacting with and, and have found on there and um, and are following me and, and some of the content that I'm putting out. So that allows me to, to just have a bigger platform. So outside of just I1, the personal brand, people recognize, oh, Mark Samuel from I1, I get it. And there's this crossover there. And that's great because why would I not want to be able to have a voice in different in different um, channels? And 
they're going to hear the same stuff. That's what's nice is at least on the personal brand side, they're going to hear things that I want to be able to put out there just as far as information on building a, a brand or, you know, winning and losing and what that looks like on a day-to-day and um, skill set stuff for sales and prospecting, things that I can offer, again, has to be value add. At the same time, I'm going to be able to to comment on why healthy eating, you know, is, is looked at this way for, for us, right? And for me personally, or sometimes I upload some of my workouts and things like that, even on the LinkedIn channels. That's me. So it, it, it helps. Uh, and I just think that if I continue just to con- go down that path and, and make headway there, um, on again, both sides, a brand is doing its own thing and, and personal brand is doing its own thing. They're going to continue to just move up a road that that only can be built on. So we'll we'll see what happens. So what advice would you give if there's, like you said, there's all these emerging brands out there. There's a lot of people who are going for the plant-based in one way or another. What kind of advice would you give to people who are looking to do things that are similar to what you're doing, make a, a better food system, better relationship with food? and not necessarily be buying into a trend. People who are really looking to make an impact and have that longevity, because I see that a lot in the plant-based space, especially where people are like, we really want to change the world. So how can they do that? That's a good question. I mean, again, it goes back to, it's a lot easier if you're living that lifestyle. Oftentimes we we develop a product that we found was a void in the market really for ourselves. I'm a big believer in that. Again, we started uh, with a plant-based organic protein chip. And that was because at the time there was a void on the savory side of, of higher level protein snacks. That's how it started, right? And then it be, be morphs into what we're in now. And then of course, it'll continue to grow. You know, we want to grow into different areas of the grocery store with different types of product offerings, all on the principle of balanced nutritional profiles. Again, back to the core principle of the brand and me personally. So I would just suggest that anybody who's starting, you know, again, a starting a brand, and if it is in this vein, it's it's got to be something that they not only understand, but they adhere to as well. That note that you just made about trends, I'm not a believer in trends outside of, of, of course, understanding and respecting why the trend is there. But it's very hard to build a brand if you're chasing trends uh, because you're constantly moving and and your story isn't there. It's a it's a moving target of a story. And I just, I'm not a buyer of that. I'm not a believer in it. And most consumers, especially nowadays, because they have so many choices, they're not going to be either. That's sort of the snapshot on it. So building a brand that really has that longevity, that really is to to use kind of an overused term, that evergreen quality that's going to get the loyalty from people who have, it sounds like a similar passion. And I like that idea too of creating something that you need yourself too, because you hear a lot of the the advice for businesses. And I think sometimes people in the plant-based space fall prey to this too. And I'm going to be writing some opinion pieces on this. Do what the market wants. Like you said, the market changes all the time. It's up and down. So I like that not necessarily doing what the market wants, but knowing knowing what people actually need and, and giving it in a way that's passionate and that connects with them. Yep. So I have a, the big question that I ask everybody. And so sometimes people are like, this is a huge question, but 
you have a you have a lot of thought put into this and you have a lot of passion behind what you do. So I always say if you had unlimited power and resources, so this is the biggest dream that you could possibly dream, and you could bring about one change in the way that we have the modern food system or even the modern snacking system, what would you do if you had no barriers? Say that one more time. Give me that <laughs> question one more time. It's a bit it is the big one. If you have unlimited power and resources and you could bring about one change in the way our modern food system is, what would you do? Hmm, that's a good one. For me and, and the brand, it is just about runway. So it's just unlimited, I don't wanna say unlimited capital, uh, but it is the resources. Capital and resources are connected. It's why I talk openly about the idea of platforms like Frito-Lay, right, or Kellogg's and the like. They're just amazing platforms. I'm not necessarily a fan of some of the brands or products that they put out, but I'm also not not saying, oh, they're horrible. I mean, they fit in a in a spot, right? For consumers who enjoy those products. And I'm a fan of that. Um, and that's why people often they they hear me say stuff and they're wow, that's an interesting take. Like, meaning you don't not like Cheetos. No, why would I why would I not like Cheetos? They taste amazing, right? I don't eat them and I don't buy them for for my kids necessarily not once in a while, right? They they feel a, a need and they and a, they have consumers many 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 millions, right? Who enjoy them and they're they provide them happiness, maybe short-term happiness, but happiness, right? And I think we've missed that a lot. We've missed that idea and concept about brand building and creating a relationship with consumers that needs to be built on happiness. There needs to be an emotional connection built on happiness. With that said, I would love the idea of capital and resources so that we at I1 could go and build out our own Frito-Lay, right? Our own snack options and, and offerings in multiple areas of the grocery store. That leads to that thing two-sided. One is it creates happiness in the household, creates happiness from the consumer when they eat it, creates happiness and an emotional connection when they buy it, when they see it, when they open up their cabinet. But two, and the main piece is that it's doing something for their body that other foods are not. It's providing a nutritional element that other foods similar in the category may not be. And if you can combine those two, which again, off of what you said, which if we, if we could have is capital and resources, meaning we just need a long runway, years and years of runways to develop all this, then hey, I'm down. So instead of deconstructing something that exists, you want to construct something that brings together two often disparate things, which is the enjoyment of snacking and better of nutrition. Of course, absolutely. And it doesn't have to just be snacking, right? I mean, again, going into multiple areas of the grocery store over time is it would be the, the the long game with this. So yes. I like that. A lot of people, when I ask them if they're not completely flummoxed, they're usually, their answer is usually some kind of deconstruction or reconstruction. But to build on what already exists, but to build something that is different and in a lot of ways better and is going to give consumers, like you said, that twofold, that would be a really interesting thing to see as food progresses, especially now as we have people who are, as you said, they're looking for something a little different. 
and you're not trying to hit every trend that comes along. Because I think a lot of the things that we see now, there are a lot of good trends, but time will only tell what's going to stick. But I don't think the healthy, the healthier trend is going to go anywhere. Never. Balanced nutrition will never go anywhere. Fundamentals and principles around the idea of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, doing and feeding your body for what it needs and why will never, ever, 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 ever go anywhere. Market, folks. No pun intended. I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. So where can people find you, find I1, learn a little bit more about you, and connect with you if they want to? Like I said, I will definitely put the info on Let's Eat in the show notes. Where else can people connect with you? Uh, I1organics.com, Amazon, Thrive for digital stuff. Uh, and then retail, like we said, the Whole Foods will be in all of California now um, after January Safeway NorCal, Sprouts National, Kroger Out East, and then a, tons of other independents like our regional partners like the Air Ones and SoCal and Lazy Acres. Like we've got a lot of really great partnerships. And then on Nutrition Supplement, we're national at Vitamin Shop and we love them. Uh, check us out online and then check me out on LinkedIn. Come connect with me uh, on LinkedIn. You'll find me. And I can put a link to your profile in the show notes as well so that people can, can connect with you. And if you're listening, Go connect. This is something that you need. You need this, especially now with how negative social media can be. You need a little positivity in your life. So connect with Mark on social media. Mark, thanks for joining me. It's been really great. And I'd love to have you back sometime because it sounds like we could just keep going with a bunch of different conversations along Thank these you. lines. It was an incredible privilege to have Mark on the podcast. And I really can't wait to have him back sometime. It's a breath of fresh air whenever anybody is prepared to talk about something positive. Instead of looking at the world and seeing all the bad, Mark is looking at it and seeing the opportunities. And it's an encouragement to me, and I hope it was an encouragement to you too. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Modern Health Nerd Podcast. And if you liked it, give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform and share it with somebody else who needs a dose of positivity. That's all for now. I'm your host, Teresa Sam Houghton, and I'll see you next week with another fascinating conversation.